Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The meditation we hear from the Psalm 119 as we hear about the notion of righteousness. Let us pray. Lord God, most heavenly Father, you're the giver and sustainer of life. Bless us through the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, that we may know the righteousness of God which is one through your Son, for us and for our own salvation. In the name of Jesus, amen. Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ from Concordia Theological Seminary, from President Rass, from our faculty, staff, and students in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Peace be with you in the name of Jesus. Our text today from the psalm speaks about this notion of righteousness. It says righteous or righteousness five times in our reading for today in Psalm 119, including the very fact that God is faithful. That is to say that it is God himself who indeed is the only worthy judge of all things righteous. He is in fact the author and the giver of life. When I was real little, I was a real deep thinker, you see. And I would go and read through all 150 psalms. I didn't go to a parochial school. I didn't really have, we went to church every Sunday. But I picked up this Bible and and looked at through these psalms. And I thought it was quite interesting reading through the psalms. But one thing I realized is that here the psalmist would cry out to God for help. Like Asaph in Psalm 77, who his hands are stretched out before God. And pleading to God for help. In his, and in verse 10 it speaks of his anxiety. And he's, he's crying to God. He remembers the songs of old. He, and throughout the night, if you will. And God keeps his eyes open to the situation. But throughout, let's say, Asaph in Psalm 77. And some of the other psalms. What I realize is that the psalmists never had answers to their problems. So what good are these psalms Anyway if they don't give answers to my problems, if you will, or to the psalmist's problems. But then I really got it. I figured out the point of these psalms. The psalmists basically see life this way. Not through their problems and their stress and their good times and their bad times, but they see life from above, naming for the God who is the giver and sustainer of all life. He is the one who gives meaning to who we are and what we are and what we have become. For he is the God who is the author of this life and not ourselves. To see life not from below, but from above. Like St. Paul says in Colossians chapter 3, as it says, Do not look at things that are below, look at things that are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Look at the things above, for you have died and your life is hidden in Christ. True meaning of what life is. It's to know who God is. But it is the nature of sin, you see, that we gravitate to ourselves. We look at Genesis 3 and and the temptation that goes on and says, hey, you can be like God. And when you sin, it's not just doing something bad. You're saying, I'm, through my own pride, I'm the author of this life. I'm the one who gives meaning to life. It is me and not God. I really thought about this as a child and growing up and through my pastoral ministry uh, in my congregation to realize that life, again, finds its meaning not in myself, 
but in God, like we hear the sons of Korah in Psalm 46, be still and know that I am God. I recall when couples would come to me with marriage problems, I would sit them down, and like a good pastor, I would ignore their problems initially. And I would say, what is Christian marriage? What does it mean to be Christian? Only then will we understand to deal with the problems. Only then do we know that we are not the author of this life or of this marriage, but God is. So typical sometimes, especially in the United States, where we, people come to simply answer our, the problems, to solve our problems, and we enter into life through these problems. And this, again, could be also the nature of our own sin as we gravitate to ourselves immediately. But the Christian does not. The Christian, again, sees life from above. We begin to who we are and what we are, for God is the author and the giver of life. This is really the substance, to know what we are. First, we know what is, the life which has given to us, and then we can understand, if you will, the isn'ts. In our text today, this is, this is clearly what the psalmist is getting at. God, in fact, is the righteous one. He is the righteous one through whom all things have their own being. God is the righteous one as he has made himself known to us through a righteous one, namely through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lived perfectly under the law to break the bondage of the law and through his death upon the cross of Calvary has wiped clean and has taken away our own sin that we may know what we are and who, what we have become through the blood of the Lamb who has taken away the sins of the world. To know true love in this life, true mercy, true forgiveness, and what the quality of life is by not what we make of it again, but what God has made it for us through his own righteous Son, Jesus Christ. This is where our peace comes from. From by whom all things were created in heaven and earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him, and he before all things, and in him all things hold together. For our life, for we have died and our life is hidden in Christ. So the psalmist today speaks of God as the righteous one. This, as the psalmist did in today's reading, where we find our joy our peace, our comfort, knowing this through Jesus Christ our Lord. In his name, amen. The peace of God which passes on understanding, keep your hearts and minds and faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.